Welcome to the Living Epistle Podcast, the place where you will find biblical principles to help you live out your faith on a daily basis and to have a positive impact on the lives of others. So get ready for another powerful episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Hello, my name is Tony Miles, and welcome to this week's episode of Living Epistle Podcast. One of my sisters in Christ this week was talking about a mistake that she had made in comparing herself to one of her relatives. And the fact of the matter is, is that we've all done it, and the truth be told, we still do it, right? And it's hard for us not to do that in a society where we're constantly being bombarded with images of what the world tells us that success, quote unquote, is supposed to look like. And it so um, resonated with me that I wanted to expound on it in this week's episode of, uh, of the podcast, especially as we're in the midst of the Christmas season. I mean, it's full on Christmas time, right? Um, here are 2022. And so for the record, comparing ourselves to each other has been around since humans were created. Well, what do I mean? It began way back in the book of Genesis. You guys may remember the siblings Cain and Abel. Well, if you know the story, if you remember the story of Cain and Abel, Cain was jealous of Abel's sacrifice to the Lord. And Cain was so jealous that God received Abel's sacrifice and not his, that Cain killed his brother. So, right? So again, we see that desire, that desire to compare is so ingrained in us that it started way back with the first siblings, right? The first siblings had that, 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 that comparison or that ability or that inclination to compare. And so now it's so ingrained in us that we still struggle with this whole comparison thing even till today. And so let me be clear about this, though. I am definitely not saying that we shouldn't be competitive. Anyone anyone, ask my family, ask my kids, ask anybody who's around me, should know that I am extremely competitive. But I'm competitive in the sense that I want uh, to give my best. I want to be the best at what I do. I want to give excellence in what I do because I truly believe that everything, everything that we do as believers should reflect the excellence and the glory of God that resides in us. And what do I mean by that? Colossians 3 and 17 reads, And this is the New Living Translation. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. And if we go a little further down in Colossians 3.23, very familiar text, and this reads, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. And so what does this mean? It means that my striving, your striving, our striving as believers is for us to be the best and give the best. And is not so that we can show somebody up or embarrass somebody or that we can one up somebody. It is simply that we are striving to be the best so that the excellency of the gospel of Jesus Christ can shine through in us in everything that we do. That should be our posture in whatever we engage in. I'm going to take a rabbit trail just for a moment. I had a young man years and years ago. When uh, I taught uh, uh, some high schoolers in uh, Sunday school and he asked me, he said, they called me Brother Tony, Brother Tony. So you're telling me on the golf course, if you're on a golf course, you want you want Jesus to be seen when you're on the golf course. And I said, yes, I said, even if I would hit a bad shot. I want my response to the bad shot on the golf course to be one that would edify Christ so that if somebody were walking by, they wouldn't hear a sailor talking, but they would hear somebody who's still edifying Christ. 
and no disrespect to my sailors, uh, the euphemism for, you know, uh, just some of the language that, that can be used, right? And so the truth of the matter is that when we spend all of our time comparing ourselves to others, it robs us of our own joy, right? It robs us of our own joy. If we're spending all of our time comparing ourselves to others, then we are not uh, able to focus on ourselves. And so I want to give three practical reasons, three very practical reasons why we should not spend time comparing ourselves to others. And these are not by by no means, as I always say, a comprehensive list, but just something to get you to think about. And I also want to acknowledge that some of this information came from an article by a young lady by the name of Alexis um, Laredo. Um, Alex, I'm sorry, Alex Laredo uh, found an article that she had on this. So the first thing is, and I think this we can all agree on, enough is never enough. What do we mean by that? One almost guaranteed thing is this, that enough is not actually ever enough. It's pretty common to say, quote, if I just had and you fill in the blank, whatever it is, if I just had you fill in that blank, more money, more time, more cars, more education, fill in the blank, whatever it is, I'd be happy, end quote. But the truth of the matter is you go ahead and you acquire that item. You acquire the job. You acquire the, the, the degree. You acquire whatever it is that you, um, that you are looking for. And what happens? You soon get used to that and you want more. Um, I think we all can relate to this. We bought that new car, shiny, off the showroom floor. Love the new smell of all of that. Uh, that leather, if it's a leather car, if we when we bought it when we couldn't afford leather, all of that plastic and all that good uh, synthetic smells in the car, that what we call new car smell. And it don't take long, right? About three, four months later, when you first get it, you're parking as far away from any other cars as you can and getting your steps in to get to the, the supermarket or to the mall. About three or four months in, you're trying to find a spot and you're squeezing that puppy in wherever you can find it. Don't laugh. You know it's true. But here's the thing. People, especially when we feel like we have to keep up with the Joneses, we like um, uh, becoming better and better and acquiring, acquiring more and more things. And this means that we're rarely satisfied with what we have. I know I hear you saying amen. So if we see that somebody has something better, suddenly then the thing that we just got is now not good enough for us. And so the problem with this is that this becomes a vicious cycle that doesn't end. When we compare, we are forever searching for more. We're never satisfied. Again, enough is never enough. And so let's pause for a moment. Again, reflect back on that. That new car, reflect back on that brand new 60 inch TV, high def, reflect back on that new iPhone 13. And now the iPhone 14s are out and I could go on and on and on. It doesn't take long for the infatuation to wear off. And soon we're looking for that next new thing. Right. And here's the other thing. Um, number two, well, a practical reason why we shouldn't compare ourselves with each other is it makes you it may make you feel unhappy. And if you don't remember anything else from this podcast, remember this. Comparison is a liar, exclamation point. Comparison is a liar. It tells you that you will be happy if you compare and then you get what others have. But often that's not possible. And often the opposite happens. The higher we climb on the comparison ladder, the unhappier we may feel. Have you ever met someone who you're looking from the outside and you think, man, they got it going on. Life must be good for them. They have this, they have that, they have this. And then you find when you talk to them that the Bible says they are of all men most miserable. You find out that they are the exact opposite of what you think they should be. 
And part of the reason for that is it could be this result of comparison. So instead of thinking about for us, instead of thinking about what others have, removing this from your mind entirely can help you feel a lot better. Just one action of choosing to stop comparing may change your mood. It may change your perspective. But, you know, that's up to us as a choice. And we have to make a conscious decision not to compare ourselves to others. Right. Because it does stress us out. If you it's even been suggested that comparisons makes our lives more stressful and can affect our relationships, according to uh, a lady by the name of Dr. Elizabeth Scott. Um, She's a PhD of very well mind. She says when we're comparing ourselves to one another, it brings on stress. And so why bring on uh, more stress to an already overloaded schedule with multiple commitments? And so this added stress really should have no place in our lives. And we should feel much happier if we do not compare ourselves with others. And I want to go back for a moment to this statement. Comparison is a liar. Let me give you an example. What do I mean? Come on. All right. I'm glad you asked. How many retakes of photos or videos have we all done before we posted the quote, perfect, unquote, photo or video in our social media accounts? All of us have done it. Well, here's the thing. The, the, the truth of the matter is that should tell us right there that what we see in social media is not the whole truth. It is only what the poster, the person who put that picture or that video up is what they wanted us to see. So it is not the true picture. And we I've seen it. I, I mean, all you got to do is walk around and you see people taking five, six, seven multiple shots. So this is not right. This angle, this angle, this lighting, this before they post, quote unquote, the perfect shot. And again, we've been all guilty of it at one point or another. But understand this, that then what we see is not the reality. It is only what that person wants us to see. And so now we're trying to live up to this image that is not real, but it is absolutely staged and absolutely is the exact thing that the presenter or the poster wants us to see. And then here's number three. Comparison can cause us to not see the good things in our lives. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes. When we compare our lives to others, it makes it challenging for us to see the good things that we already have. If we focus on how great somebody else's life is, we may not be able to look around and see that we've actually got a pretty good life too. We've got good friends. We have a loving family. And when I say family, I'm talking about both a biological family and a family by choice. So those who are blood related to us, but also those we choose, our prayer groups, our men's groups, our Bible studies, our prayer calls, our you name it, right? Those are our families as well. A job that we like, a talent, whether it's music or art or dance or whatever else that makes us unique. When we're comparing ourselves to somebody else, we're not taking the time to appreciate what God has done and how God has made us. So here's my challenge to you over the next few days, the next few weeks, again, especially during this Christmas season. My challenge to you is to go about your day and notice each good thing in your life. For example, waking up to the sound of birds chirping or waking up to the cold or waking up to the rain? How about living in a home or a neighborhood that you really love? How about enjoying a short commute to work? Stop the presses. How about being grateful that you have a job in the first place, right? How about we appreciate that we have the weekends off. Many of us don't work weekends. Some of our um, first responders certainly do. But how about thanking God that they have 
days of the week off where they may work three days on, three days off. Um, these are all just good things that you don't want to miss out on or take for granted. How about just taking a stroll and you look and you see the beauty of, in this case, it may not be flowers, but there may be some pansies because it's winter time, or there may be the evergreens. Again, there's so much, there's so much that we can just be grateful for as we take the time to go about our day and think about those good things in our lives. I promise you it will change your outlook and it will change your disposition. And here's what the Apostle Paul has to say about comparing ourselves to others. Long story short is it's not wise. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10 and 12, and he's addressing Um, he's addressing some letters that he had sent to the church at Corinth. And now the people are questioning Paul's authority. And so Paul's response here in 2 Corinthians 10, 12, it says, oh, don't worry. We wouldn't dare say that we are as wonderful as these other men who tell you how important they are, but they are only comparing themselves with each other, using themselves as the standard of measurement. How ignorant Right. And so the Apostle Paul brings up an incredibly important point. When we compare ourselves to others, we're using them as the, quote, standard of measurement, end quote. The problem with using others and using people as the standard of measurement is that all humanity falls short of the glory of God. All humanity don't care how fine, how good, how rich, how educated, how much money don't don't care about any of that. All humanity falls short of the glory of God. So if we're comparing ourselves to others, we are comparing ourselves to a faulty standard. And there is indeed a standard by which we should measure ourselves. And that can be found in Joshua 1 and 8, a very familiar text, Joshua 1 and 8. And this is from the New King James Version. And it says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. You see, family, our success is not dependent on us keeping up with the Joneses. Our success is not dependent on us comparing ourselves to others. Our success is dependent not upon man, but it is dependent upon God and God alone. And so I want to encourage you that as we are in the midst of the Christmas season and shopping and all of this uh, flurry of activities and holiday parties and Christmas parties and all of these things that are going around. Let's not be consumed with the notion of buying stuff or doing things to, quote, keep up with the Joneses, end quote, or feeling pressure like we have to get these presents or do this so that people can think well of us. Come on, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. But this is what I would say. Let's not compare ourselves to what others are doing, but instead, let's seek the Lord about everything. Lord, what should my budget be for this Christmas season? Lord, what should I do? What party should I attend? What things should I do? What gifts should I give? What should I do, God, right, about everything, but particularly this time of year? And then another thing we can do, family, instead is let's be grateful for what we have. The Apostle Paul says, and I didn't quote this one, but he says, I know how to abound and I know how to obey as I know how to be full and I know how to be hungry. So in other words, in whatever situation, in whatever state I find myself, God, I'm satisfied. Let's be grateful for what we have. Let's be thankful, right, for what God has done and what God has already given us. And then here's the other thing. Let's appreciate the simple things in life, the simple things in life. Waking up in the morning next to our spouses, that first cup of coffee, if you're a coffee drinker, the first cup of tea you have if you're a tea drinker, that first bottle of water, whatever it is, 
walking the dogs in the morning, getting in that early morning jog or getting in that early morning run or getting in that evening jog or that evening, whatever. Right. But let's be appreciative of the simple things in life. And then finally, family. Let's be excited about what God is doing in our lives. God, let's be excited about what God is doing in our lives. Yes, it may not be the life or everything that we want it to be, but we give God praise and we give God thanks that God promised that he would never leave us nor forsake us. He promised that he would supply all of our needs. And so let's be excited about what God is doing in our lives. And then the truth of the matter is we should be so busy thanking and praising God for all that he has done and all that he is doing in our lives that we don't have the time to compare ourselves to others. So let's remember, family, let's preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a living epistle. Join us again next week for another episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Music for Living Epistle Podcast is provided by audionautics.com.